Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We began the year with a conversation with Professor Ken Coates from the University of Saskatchewan, Canada Research Chair in Innovation at the Johnson Shuyama School of Public Policy at the University of Saskatchewan, also MacDonald Laurier Institute's Senior Fellow in Aboriginal and Northern Canadian Issues. One of Professor Coates' books is What to Consider If You're Considering University. Well, that uh, dynamic has changed dramatically, and we'll talk about that. Professor Coates, good to have you back on the program. Always great to be with you. So we began the year talking about the rail blockades. I wonder how many people even have that on their radar any longer. And you challenged the federal government at the time, and you said the prime minister's response was timid, and he was traveling around the world trying to get a seat for Canada, a temporary seat, on the United Nations Security Council. Uh, And here we are some 12 months later, and everything that's passed through is continuing to pass through, and I'm talking about COVID, of course. Um, How do we... How do you assess, let me just get a general question to you. How do you assess this year, COVID, and the performance of the governments? Well, you know, it's kind of hard to criticize governments. They've dealt with a horrible circumstance that was unknowable in terms of its intensity and its impact and whatever. I think, uh, generally speaking, governments have done the best they could. In retrospect, we're already starting to find where we made mistakes. We, We closed down too late. Um, the federal government has spent a ridiculous amount of money on things they didn't have to spend any money on and not enough money on some things they should have spent money on. Um, you know, but, but these are human errors under the most uh, difficult of circumstances. Um, I'm worried mostly about the run-up of the federal budget. Um, I think when you look at that, uh, the spending patterns have really set this country on a very dangerous uh, fiscal course. Uh, I just don't buy the government's argument that we can afford the interest payments now and all right in the future. Um, Moreover, I think I'm really concerned about uh, the way in which the federal government has taken the country on its shoulders. Uh, When you look at things like wartime, when we had the very similar sort of conflicts and challenges and real, really fundamental issues, there was an awful lot of sort of calling on Canadians to do their part, calling on Canadians to sort of, you know, stand by, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we've done that in terms of uh, social distancing, and Canadians have performed fairly well. On the economic front, we haven't done that. The government kept saying, don't worry, we'll cover off your business costs, we'll cover off your, your, your lost income, we'll do all these different kinds of things. Um, ironically, you know, Canadian saving has gone up during this horrible, horrible COVID crisis. We've been giving away way more money than we had to. So how have governments done sort of uh, the best they could under the circumstances is all I can say. So we're carrying this $400 billion, roughly $400 billion deficit for 2020, and uh, the accompanying the deficit and the debt is always a conversation about COVID and lockdowns and the impact on the economy. You wrote a very strongly worded opinion piece on this. Could you remind us, please, what your sense is of what should be done as far as lockdowns are concerned? Well, it's interesting. I think, you know, we, we jumped into the lockdown thing a bit uh, prematurely. Uh, we've locked down things we needn't have locked down, and we were too slow on sort of other things. I mean, you know, you, unfortunately, you have to keep the bars closed. Uh, we have to keep choirs from singing. You know, there's certain things we know that really pass the, the, pass the disease around way, way, way too quickly. Um, we had these sort of catastrophic and sweeping sort of implications. Um, I'll tell you the one sector I'm worried about and terribly worried about is actually the Canadian tourism and travel industry been absolutely hammered 
uh, throughout in almost all the communities. There's a few places have done fairly well, um, but but you know, we've we've actually not not looked carefully at the distribution of the challenge and the nature of the problem. Uh, I think we could have done a better job of of getting away from the total lockdown or total open. You know, we have to sort of find a middle ground between those kinds of things. And when you hear Jason Kenney saying, as he did, well, we're hoping for the spring or the summer, uh, that's catastrophic. When you actually realize it's going to be more than a year that we'll have gone through all of these different sort of uh, permutations and whatever. And lots of other countries did better. Japan has done better. Taiwan's been done an excellent job. South Korea's done better. Australia's done better. New Zealand's done spectacularly well. The Scandinavian countries have done well. So it's kind of time for us to sort of look around and, you know, we can give governments excuses. I'm certainly the first to uh, uh, give all sorts of accommodations for the challenges. But there's an awful lot of countries that have done better than us in sort of moderating the economic impact of this, of this crisis. You know, so I think we have to sort of look back and think, what can we do to save small business? What can we do to save the tourism sector, uh, the restaurant industry, things of that sort? Um, we, we, aren't, we aren't being as thoughtful as we should. No, and it doesn't do anything if uh, politicians get up and say, well, our economy is going to come roaring back. We don't know that, and people are not stupid, and I think people are largely cooperative with their hopes to do the right thing when it comes to dealing with this pandemic, and they will step up and they'll do the right thing. I know you also have strong views about the changes and challenges. You used the word challenges several times. Challenges to rural and small-town Canada. Could you speak to that? Well, absolutely. You know, I've just finished writing a piece on this right now about about how the the government's climate change plan is disproportionately going to hurt small town and rural areas. The farmers are up in arms about this. They just say, how many more times do you want to kick us in the teeth? They've really had it. Um, But these small towns have have suffered enormous ways. Young people in school, elementary school and high school, have, have because they have lousy internet in many rural areas in this country, have not been able to participate in school in a proper sort of way. Uh, the, the closing down of stores has got a huge impact, and e-commerce has eaten away at the very thin profit margins for a lot of small-town businesses. And if you look at small-town Canada, everywhere from Stratford, Ontario, and Perth, Ontario, and heading up to Banff and Jasper and up into the Yukon, these places live off of tourism. They require movements, not of 10 people or 100 people, but thousands of people moving in out of the communities, restaurants, hotels, and things of that sort. Uh, these communities are really being damaged by these processes. And, and we're, you know, you heard me say this before, that, that we're moving to a city-state economy where maybe five or six communities, the big cities, have all the economic and political power in the country. And I can tell you over watching the COVID crisis, that we've paid way too little attention to the differential impact on small towns. And they are suffering now, and they're going to suffer in the future. Many of the small businesses are going to limp through the Christmas uh, Christmas vacation, New Year's sort of period. They'll close in the new year, and in these small towns, they're not coming roaring back. And I'm very nervous about the future of small-town Canada. It's a great place, a whole series of wonderful communities that deserve lots of help, uh, lots of support, and lots of encouragement. And quite frankly, the cities have sort of pushed them out of sight and out of mind. Uh, one more question for you, and uh, yeah, there's great concern about small-town Canada, and it's been growing. What about education? Uh, you and I have talked about education a great deal, and uh, you're the authority 
on on post-secondary education, also uh, just kids who are moving from high school, trying to get into their university lives. So what about students who are pursuing their university educations, students who recently began their post-secondary experience, those in the system longer, uh, and, 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 and how education will affect them in the years to come? Where do we stand as far as education in Canada is concerned now because of COVID? Well, Canada has a pretty decent education system in some respects, but I'll tell you one thing. We should start looking at the COVID generation. And I would basically take everybody who's about grade 9, grade 10, 11, 12, through college universities and then into the graduating class as well. So people who are sort of in areas from 14 or 15 up until they're about 22 or 23, this group is going to be their whole life chances damaged. Um, high school has been a disaster. Not for everybody, but for an awful lot of kids. They're going to have trouble. If they fin think they finished high school and go to university, they're going to crash and burn in large numbers. Uh, First-year university has been a terrible experience for students who've never gone to university before. Fine for, for fourth-year students, fine for graduate students, not good for the other ones. The students who graduated last year in 2020 or 2021 are graduating into a horrible job market where there's almost no jobs and, and very few possibilities, and there's roaring back stuff. You know, I'm, I just don't see it yet. I hope it comes, but I, have, I don't see it yet. So this generation is going to carry this burden for a very, very long time. Uh, they've yeah. lost a lot of their part-time jobs, the gig economy, and everything else. We better watch out for that group of young people. They're in serious trouble. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.